Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is episode 75 on the Merry Beers podcast, and it's health week this week because we want to start 2017 off on the right foot. So we are featuring some of our all-time favorite health, well-being, and happiness experts this week. If you want more of this goodness, then come and join our 21-day Get Merry Challenge. Not only do you get meal plans and recipes and shopping lists and prep tips and online support for three whole weeks, you also get access to our live Get Merry Summit, which features 16 live interviews with, yep, you guessed it, our favorite health and well-being experts. Go and check out themerrymakersisters.com forward slash challenge for more, but Let's get into the interview with our friend, Jules Galloway. Jules Galloway is a passionate naturopath, wellness blogger, and healthy foodie, and she lives just 10 minutes from Byron Bay, just down the road from us, and she specializes in gluten, dairy, and cane sugar-free living, and is dedicated to helping fatigued women find their shine again. And when she's not in the kitchen, Jules can be found surfing one to two foot waves, learning to play (laughs) roller derby, or attempting to turn herself upside down at yoga. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so cute when you guys read it. I love it. It's like, oh my gosh, your life is awesome. Yeah, it's just like, oh, surfing. I love that it's like one to two foot waves. Yeah, yeah, because like I used to just write surfing and then people started like commenting, assuming that I was actually good at surfing. (laughs) And I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. If you see someone like going A over T in the whitewash, it's probably me. And if I, if someone dropping in, in your way, it's probably me. So I went back and went one to two foot waves just to be really clear. I like that. I, I like, like that. it a lot because yeah, I'm like, I want to go surfing with you, but I don't really want to go surfing with you if you can surf like six foot waves because I'm not going no, out there. No, no, no. If it's six foot waves, we go for a coffee. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be with there, the coffee shop. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, Um, Before we get into the questions, I want to tell all of the people who are listening in that remember you can write in any questions that you have as we go through the live session. We won't answer them straight away because we've got some key questions that we want to ask Jules first, but at the end, we'll have some time for that live Q&A. We'll go back through all of the comments and we'll be able to answer some of your questions. So yes, keep an ear out for anything where you're like, oh, I need to learn more about that and type it in because we'll keep... And I own it all. Yeah. So I guess like the very first question we'd love to ask you, Jules, is what exactly is adrenal fatigue? Because, you know, we're hearing it pop up all the time in news articles and then people are writing comments saying, I've got adrenal fatigue. Like, what should I do? We just love to know in your words, what is it? Yeah, it's one of those things that's become such a buzzword at the moment. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so it's just popping up everywhere. And sometimes I think it is getting used out of context. And then I think sometimes everyone's got adrenal fatigue. And yeah, it's, it's one of those things that uh, we never used to have a name for or be able to talk about in that way. But we just used to know that people would burn out or they'd mm. get anxious or, you know, that you'd, you'd be like, oh, she's just, you know, got fatigue or chronic fatigue or all these things. Um, but now they're starting to work out scientifically why that might happen. So from a scientific uh, standpoint, it has to do with your cortisol levels mm. and your cortisol is a stress hormone. It's something that your body produces in, in response to a stressful situation. Now, given that you guys have got that paleo background and you kind of like, you understand, you know, how humans used to live once upon a time, um, picture back to when we were living in caves and in tribes, we would, you know, we'd have this cortisol rush when we were really stressed in order to make us faster and stronger and quicker mm -hmm. thinking so that we could actually get away from any impending doom, like full on danger. So, you know, my, my old lecturers at uni used to call it a saber tooth tiger, but I don't know if that's exactly accurate. But, you know, imagine if you came out and there was a bear or a tiger or something there, you need to be able to either fight or take flight. And so yeah. that's that fight or flight that everyone talks about yeah and that's created yeah that's created by a surge of adrenaline and cortisol in the body now adrenaline and cortisol are great for getting you out of danger they set lots of systems in motion in the body that not only help you to deal with the danger by being fast and getting away or strong enough to fight it also helps to deal with the after effects of danger so it affects things like digestion and immunity and all kinds of things so like it might change your immune system so that if you get scratched by the tiger, you might heal faster. All those sorts of things happen. So cortisol is like this really, really powerful thing. However, like day to day, right, mm. I don't know about you, but I left the house this morning and I didn't see any tigers. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's Byron, I didn't see any sharks today either, but apparently <laughs> they were definitely out there. Um, but like on a day-to-day -day basis, our saber-toothed tiger or our bear or our lion or whatever, it's like a traffic jam yeah. or maybe like your mum-in-law rings with some <laughs> awful, you know, mm -hmm. uh, some sort of pressure or your boss will come over and lay down all the work that needs to be done even though you are hoping to leave at three o'clock. Like all these things stress us out. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, our bodies only have one response to stress and that is to blast you with this cortisol and adrenaline. So unfortunately... What happens these days is we're getting this massive physical stress response and these massive hormones running around in the body to prepare us for like this physical event when actually most of the time it's more of a mental psychological event. And so over time, if this keeps happening, and I don't know, I used to live in Melbourne, you used to live in Canberra, you know what it's like to, to live somewhere and go to the supermarket and someone cuts you off in the car park and then you're running late for something and then you've got work to do and sometimes it's really hard to get off that treadmill and if you don't get off that treadmill, you're just getting these little doses of saber-toothed tiger hormones all day, every day and our bodies are not equipped to deal with this because you think about even when we were living in caves, you wouldn't see a bear every day. Or if we're living in tribes, you wouldn't see a lion every day. You might see one occasionally and you needed this process to be available in case you needed it. But I very much doubt it was happening every day. Mm. So unless you're living in some bear infested area. <laughs> so, 
These days, unfortunately, our adrenals are working overtime in the same way that maybe your pancreas would work overtime because we're eating more sugar than we used to and then we need to produce more insulin than we ever used to. Our adrenals are a similar thing with stress. The stress is actually causing the adrenals to fire and they don't get days off anymore. So what ends up happening is they start to misfire. They start to produce cortisol when they're not meant to. And eventually, they'll stop producing cortisol when they are meant to. So that you go from producing too much cortisol and having certain physiological effects of that, and then eventually they wear out and then you produce too little cortisol. And that's when the fatigue sets in. So there's actually different stages of adrenal fatigue, which we can measure by looking at where the cortisol's at throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Are you in the early stages or are you in those late stages where you start to really bottom out? And Because you do need to produce a little bit of cortisol just to have energy to get through yeah. the day. Yeah. But it's when you're producing too much day after day after day that you really start to hit that wall. Wow. Oh, my gosh. It makes it makes sense. But so much yeah. sense. Crazy. And it's, it is kind of like, it's this kind of overwhelming feeling because you're like, well, like, I was stressed like 10 times today. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, like, I guess, like, we, some of the symptoms would be, like, feeling really tired, I'm assuming. Like, could you go through some of those things? Like, what could people, like, say, oh, this happens to me, maybe I should check into it or do a bit more reading about it? Yeah, there's different symptoms in different stages and sometimes that really tired all the time feeling can happen in the later stages okay. rather than the earlier stages. In the earlier stages, it's quite often referred to as being wired but tired. Yeah. So you're actually over-functioning and you're really accurate. At, like you're good at getting stuff done. You're like, oh, I'm so on, I'm on point today. Like I went to six meetings and I smashed it at the gym and I did all these things and I'm like so, I'm so onto it today. But that could actually be the start of adrenal fatigue because wow. your cortisol's up. Yeah, so that cortisol is the thing that's making you faster and stronger wow. and quicker thinking. Yeah, that's but instead amazing. of saber-toothed tiger, it was just like, you know, <laughs> a pump class. So. Yeah, I smashed that pump class. Like a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, early stages of adrenal fatigue might actually be that you're buzzing all the time. And the later stages of adrenal fatigue are where you're tired all the time because that's where the cortisol bottoms out and you don't have any energy left. And that's when you like, I went to pump class and I couldn't lift this, you know, I couldn't do it. Or I, I you know, I came home afterwards and fell in a heap or I just didn't, I couldn't even go. Yeah. Um, but there's all diff so there's all different stages in between, like, well, not stages, but there's all different variants in between that. Uh, but yeah, some of the symptoms that people often talk about are things like insomnia mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, not being able to get to sleep or the classic situation that I often see with clients is people who fall asleep on the couch at about 9pm watching telly mm. and then they wake up and then they go to bed and then they can't get to sleep. Mm. They're like, okay. Like, but I just fell asleep on the couch and now mm. because sometimes you get a little surge of cortisol late at night to try and overcompensate. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's a classic sign. Um, another classic sign is when people don't deal easily with stress. Yeah. So they're like, you know, I've, I get a lot of mums coming to see me who, again, a classic presentation is they've got a couple of kids. Both the kids are just before primary school or just started primary school. Usually they've got like a two-year-old and maybe a four-year-old. That's, that's what I, I commonly see. And 
they they say things like I snap at the kids or I snap at my husband but I never used to when they were saying or doing those things but mm -hmm. now they'll do something and I'll just lose it quicker mm -hmm. and so that inability to deal with stress or that breaking down when we get stressed mm -hmm. um, hormone imbalances uh, a classic one like yeah. PMS getting worse and worse and mm -hmm. worse and worse and worse or if you're at the other end then menopausal symptoms getting yeah. worse and worse okay. and okay. worse yeah. I, I'm not looking at you, um, Mary Maker Mum. <laughs> <laughs> Mum's the best. Yeah, she's, she's doing good. Yeah, Mum is doing good, aren't you, Mum? <laughs> I would expect nothing less from your mum. Another classic sign is, you know, when coffee either makes you buzz really hard yes. or coffee stop. yes, <laughs> not here, or coffee doesn't work on you anymore. You know, when you... You have a coffee and it makes you more tired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like it's, so. it, I think coffee is so interesting. I mean, we had a big break of coffee because we were just like, I don't think we need it anymore. Like we were, like, I can't even remember why we stopped. Why did we stop? Because we thought we had adrenal fatigue. <laughs> yeah, we were like, I think we read about adrenal fatigue. We're like, oh, like we might have this. Like, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure everyone, like, I'm sure everyone at home, at home is like, I think I've got this. Like it's everything. It's like, oh. But um, we did stop coffee and we felt really good. But like last week we started it again. <laughs> but only we thought like we'd have it like once a week. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> having having coffee's not so bad. I drink coffee. I'm married to a barista who owns a cold brew coffee business. I mean, what we is a girl to, to do? Like what am I supposed to do? Exactly. You <laughs> have to support him and you have to <laughs> test the products. God. Yeah, over and over. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's every time. It's about it's terrible. <laughs> And their dandelion there just isn't isn't that brilliant. I've I've stashed a, a little bag of green matcha powder there at at his cot at his work now, um, so that I can go in and have like a coconut matcha latte. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like the biggest hippie now. <laughs> but yes, um, I digress. Um, yeah, coffee. It's it's not. I mean, you really shouldn't be having more than one or two a day. Um, yeah any means and you should have more water and more vitamins and check your b vitamins and your magnesium blah 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 but a bit of coffee is not going to be the worst thing in the world but if you've got adrenal fatigue mm. it might not be very good for you so yeah. it's about noticing how you feel when you have the coffee and noticing if that changes over time mm. like you know when you drink one and you feel chatty and you feel good and you're like hey this is good but then you start having one every day and then you start having two every day and then you notice that it makes you either jittery or tired and it's like yeah. all right hold up i might need to get off this for a little while and just yeah. reassess it might be pushing me too far yeah um but yeah, look, the, the list can go on and on and on. Um, like I've created an adrenal fatigue quiz, which I've popped on my website for mm -hmm. people who can have a look through some of the more common symptoms and tick the boxes cool. and, and see how many they tick. Um, it, look, adrenals can, you know, poor adrenal function can affect so many different organs in the body it can affect your blood sugar levels it can affect your thyroid, like your skin can break out, you might mm -hmm. gain weight. It affects your metabolism. It definitely affects your digestion because if you're in fight or flight, your body shuts off what it deems to be non-essential okay. uh, function. And so digesting the meal that you just ate before you bumped into that bear or saber-toothed tiger, that digestion has to take a back seat yeah. in order for you to have blood going to the muscles, 
and energy in the muscles and the brain. So the brain fires up and the muscles fire up because you might need to run or fight. So your digestion just goes, hey, I, I'm not needed in the next however long. And okay. So while you're stressed, your digestion slows down and yeah. that energy goes elsewhere in the body. Yeah, awesome. So and the same with your female hormones, the same with mm. everything. So, yeah, sometimes it, adrenal fatigue can manifest in so many different ways mm-hmm. um, and I do find that it affects women more than yeah. men and I, I don't really have an answer for why but it just does. Cool. I think like that was just awesome. Like it's always awesome to have that sort of explanation of what this buzzword and this thing that everyone seems to be getting. Mm. Um, and like, I think you just explained that so well. Like, I think like, even though I've heard about it and read about it, you know, just like continually getting like someone like yourself to talk about it in like really simple words just is like, oh, that's so good. Yeah. And those key, um, I guess, symptoms that you can keep an eye out for, which like, I think that's, you know, the most important thing to kind of be aware, like if you are feeling that and especially that coffee one, I found that really interesting in seeing yeah. like if you drink coffee, like see if it changes how, like when you do drink it. So one day you might feel like this way, but then if you're feeling a, a different way, like jittery and like not getting that buzz, like then that's something to keep an eye on, which I found really interesting. I've never heard that before. So I think yeah, yeah. cool. So like what yeah. about um, if you're experiencing like maybe one, two or three symptoms that you've mentioned, but like none others. Like, what does that mean? Like, does, is there different levels of adrenal fatigue? Like, can you have like severe adrenal fatigue and little adrenal fatigue? <laughs> That's a really cool way of putting it. You have <laughs> little, little, little adrenal, adrenal fatigue. <laughs> I'm going to say that to my clients. I'll be like, no, it's all right. It's just little fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There's a beach near us called Water Goes and then there's one around the corner called Little Water Goes. So <laughs> it just reminds me of that. Um, yeah, you can have you can have little fatigue, but what you're going to have is early stage adrenal yeah, fatigue and late stage adrenal fatigue. And, and like I said, the early stages mm. are more wired feelings. Mm-hmm. So you're more peaky and you're more anxious okay. and you, you may be high, you, you might be quite high functioning in terms of getting shit done, yeah. but it, you don't realize what it's doing at first. You just think that you're really mm-hmm. good at getting stuff done and yeah. you might actually be quite proud of yourself for getting all those things done. Yeah. And, and you may not realize that it's adrenal fatigue because it might be something like you might get colds or flus. Um, more you know more frequently or like I said before you might have raging PMS or Mm -hmm. your digestion might be a bit off but it might not you might not put two and two together you might just think hey I caught a cold and a cold might just be a cold but if you're getting infections quite frequently or if you know if something's getting worse Mm -hmm. that's when it's a really good time to go to a naturopath because Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people I see it's it's really common that I see people and I just wish I'd got hold of them six or 12 months prior because it's like, oh, why didn't you come to me earlier or first? But in the early stages of adrenal fatigue, you're so busy dealing with the stress that's causing it and getting on with it that you don't really have time to go and see someone and you don't put it top of your priority list. And then in the later stages of adrenal fatigue, that's when people come to me because that's when they get the actual fatigue part. Okay, and, and that's then they're desperate. Yeah, they feel really desperate. They're like, I can't get out of bed. 
I've got muscle aches and pains. Mm. Yeah, like things start to, you know, really go wrong. Um, like their thyroids might start to be a bit off. Yeah. Um, they might have gained a bit of weight. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's amazing what weight gain will send people to see a practitioner because like, hang on, hang on, because you can see what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Well, like anything external, it's like, oh, my gosh. like it's I, the end of, yeah. And it's like always the end of the world too because you can like literally see it. Like I'm looking at my arm too because I had an infection on my arm and I, that, I went to see Jules because I was like, my arm. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, it. And that was like me as well when I had my um, low in iodine because I got put on weight. I was like, what is this? And then yeah. it was like, but it's so amazing when you do figure out what it is and you make the changes in your lifestyle to help the situation. So, like, I'd love you to go into, like, some of the ways you can help yourself. If you, like, maybe someone at home feels like, oh, like, I feel like I've got early stages of adrenal fatigue. I don't have time to see someone yet. Like that's probably the best option to go see a naturopath. But what can they yeah. do to like implement tomorrow to sort of go to the healthy part, back to the healthy part, or forward to the healthy, healthy you? <laughs> <laughs> Just get there, whichever way you do. Yeah, we want healthy. No fatigue. No fatigue. <laughs> um, look, the, the first thing the first thing I would say is that you need to sort your diet out. Mm. Um, the, the more nourishing foods you eat, the more nutrients we can get into you, the more we can keep your body, you know, holding up during the stress. Because if you've got early stages of adrenal fatigue, I'm going to assume that you're stressed. Mm. And, and honestly, one of the first things that I think any woman should do is go and watch Dr. Libby's TED Talk. You heard of, you've heard of Dr. Yeah, Libby Weaver? Yeah. Have you seen her TED Talk on, now I, don't quote me, um, but it's something, I think it's called the modern day woman versus our um, primitive biochemistry or something. But if you just go, if you just go into uh, Google and Google Dr. Libby TED Talk, awesome. it comes up and it is freaking amazing because she talks about how being busy mm. is the as being stressed wow. it's the same thing. so even so anyone who's out there who's watching this and you're like I'm not stressed everything's fine it's like all right hang on hang on are you busy because yeah. again your primitive body from here down can't tell the difference and the place where the stress hormones are being made are right down near those kidneys they can't tell the difference just from the because from the neck up you think everything's hunky dory yeah from the neck down busy and stressed are really similar for your body and so yeah we the one of the first things i tell my people to do is to go and create some space and i know mm. it it sounds you know a little bit difficult but you know, practicing mindfulness, finding some some space in your day to do even 10 minutes of meditation, even 10 minutes of some sort of mindfulness practice, do some yoga, anything, mm -hmm. even if it's only five to 10 minutes, it's a good start. Yeah. And that's something that anyone can do tomorrow. Like you can find that space tomorrow in your day, yeah. just even five minutes as a start. Mm -hmm. And then the next, yeah, the next thing I would say is, yeah, get some mega nutrients into your diet. Your adrenals need B vitamins and they need magnesium. So look for foods that are really high in those. And so if you're a meat eater, then, you know, meat and organ meats and all those sorts of things are really good for B vitamins. Yeah. Um, if you're not a meat eater, then, you know, nuts and seeds and all those sorts of things are also really high in B vitamins. You can soak your nuts and seeds mm -hmm. so that you get 
more nutrients out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you know about all those things. So anything that gives you Bs and magnesium is also going to be your friend. Okay. And, awesome. and that's something that anyone can do tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. What about, so what about magnesium? What foods are high in magnesium? And I know there's also like it's good to also take a supplement for magnesium too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, they do say that uh, Australia, uh, where they reckon that about seventy percent of Australians are deficient in magnesium, Whoa. and women seem to. Yeah, I know. And women seem to get it more than men. Again, but also we use a lot of magnesium when we have periods and things okay. because it's the magnesium that helps, like the contractions of the uterus and all that fun oh, stuff. Wow. But we need magnesium for nerve function as well as muscle function, so we need it to steady the nerves. Um, and it, yeah, it is it is hard to get magnesium from food. Um, it is in things like nuts and seeds yeah. and whole grains. It's also in green leafy veggies. Um, yeah, it's it's in a lot of things, but I do find that it is one of the supplements that I um, commonly give to people because it is. And it, it's again, if you drink coffee, it's not evil, I swear. If you drink, <laughs> if you drink a lot of coffee, or if you're having wine and you're having it close to meals, just know that those things are diuretics and they tend to flush out your magnesium and your B vitamins wow. and a few other a few other water soluble vitamins and minerals. Oh. So. If you're having breakfast that's beautiful, magnesium-rich breakfast, and then you wash it down with a coffee, yeah. it's not you're not going to receive as many nutrients as if you'd left that coffee for a bit later. How long so, do you think yeah. you'd need to wait? Like, say you have your breakfast and you have your coffee. What like what hours would you recommend waiting? I've heard people say two hours, yeah, okay. but I think that's unrealistic for real life. Yeah, <laughs> because. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, one thing I, I really would say is to not get really caught up in the semantics of it mm, all. Totally. Um, just do the best that you can. Yeah. If you can space it out by half an hour, that's great. If you can space it out by two hours, like yeah. more power to you. But if you're like freaking out going, oh, I can't have coffee because I had my breakfast at <laughs> seven and it's, you know, i got to wait till nine. It's like, it's all right. Have, you can have one a bit earlier. It's fine because yeah. I don't want to stress you out more because then your cortisol is going to go up and then we've yeah. just got all manner of crap. So, yeah, <laughs> just, try, not, try not to get stressed out over everything because that's only making the situation yeah. worse. Well, totally. That's like, like our message is less stress is best and like we just make the best yeah. decisions that we can with our food but not to get caught up in everything because we you just feel like that you can feel that that is doing more damage than the yeah. food choices almost like mm. i honestly feel like your your crazy thoughts or you being so worried about when you're eating and like what you're eating and where it's coming from like that just feels like a worse yeah. thing on your body mm, definitely <laughs> yeah yeah yep, i totally agree Okay, so we had we had mindfulness, and then we had a focus on B vitamins and magnesium, magnesium. and eating whole like eating like a whole food diet, and trying to get as much nutrients in as possible. And did we talk yep. about ten minutes? Oh, mindfulness. mindfulness. Ten minutes of mindfulness. Cool. What about um any like exercising? Like, cause you oh, know, yeah. like when you talk, like like you know when you mm. read everything and it's like this is best for fat loss, and it's like high intensity. Yeah training that's like well wait like isn't that stressing my body out and like mm. what if like that? and like that's like when we read when we used to do crossfit then we stopped because we were like that is so bad for us because like you know lifting such heavy weights and like the like it just felt like bad for our bodies and then you read up on that and it's bad for adrenal fatigue and things like that yeah we'd love to yeah know more about that 
Yeah, I think this is the part of the conversation where I say, do as I say and not as I do. Um, Because (laughs) I I surf and do roller derby. Um, So I'm probably not a good example. (laughs) Roller derby is like easy, right? Isn't it? It's like not aggressive at all. Not stressful at all. No, no. It's like cushion. <laughs> it's just like bouncing off pillows. <laughs> and and just and just for the record, my, my roller derby skills are about as good as my surfing skills are probably not even as good, just so that we all know where we stand. However, we have seen some videos of this. <laughs> Maybe we should come No. We can Snapchat for you. Actually, there there is a roller derby meet happening on the Gold Coast on the weekend and I will be going to watch, not play because I'm not good enough to play. I will be on the merch stand oh, yeah, flogging some lovely T-shirts. Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> you have to curse the details. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will. So do as I say and not as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, high adrenaline sports mm-hmm. are probably not your friend mm-hmm. if you've got a history of adrenal fatigue however it's a catch-22 because in in the stages of adrenal fatigue where your cortisol drops a bit mm-hmm. and you feel tired those adrenaline fueled sports give you a rush yeah. and it can be quite addictive because you're like oh I felt so good after mm-hmm. I went for a surf and it was so good and I'm going to do that again but then a few hours later you're just like uh, you know so what what goes up must come down yeah so technically speaking if you have suffered from adrenal fatigue and i have and that's why i'm the worst poster child for this ever um, (laughs) you really should stick to sports that don't have you on edge okay but but having said that you've also got to enjoy your life a little bit exactly Exactly. yeah Yeah. okay cool so doing yeah doing more i Trying to do those more low intensity, like yoga, Pilates, walking, doing that, but also making sure you enjoy everything that you do as well. Because then if you're not enjoying it, that's stress because you're continually like, okay. Yeah. And if you're doing really high intensity stuff for long periods of time, and I can't even tell you how many marathon runners I've seen Mm. suffer from this, it seems to be marathon thing because you run and you run and you run and you run and then you get this high and then once you get the high it's like you can run for longer but yeah and crossfit's similar you know you you train really hard and then you hit that high and then you train even harder and so if if you're if you're working out to hit some high then we need to have a chat about why you're needing that in your life Mm. and are you deficient neuro like have you got some neurotransmitters that aren't firing correctly you know how's your dopamine how's your serotonin like you know are all the parts of the brain talk to it talking to each other correctly like is there a reason that you need to go and and hit the weights or hit the gym that hard or run for that far mm. in order to feel good mm, and what yeah. happens on the days that you don't do it if if you find the days that you don't do it then you know that your mental health gets all scrambled then we need to talk yeah. yeah so interesting yeah it's usually like there's a there's another issue that could even be like an emotional thing or something at home that is making all yeah. that happens 
fascinating, isn't it? So interesting. <laughs> That's awesome. I think we got some really key action steps yeah. that everybody can start taking that is going to calm everything down. What about, um, are there any like calming, um, like remedies that like people can do? Like, I don't know that like, I am like t- thinking like teas and things like, do they help with the situation? Um, look there are there are some beautiful herbal teas Um, if you're into teas then things like chamomile Mm. um, and melissa which is lemon balm um, passion flower they're all really good ingredients to look for Um, unless you're super sensitive to herbs most people need at least three cups a day of herbal tea in order for it to have some sort of therapeutic effect on the body Um, and licorice root tea I should add um, is brilliant for as an adrenal tonic so licorice is a tonic yeah so that's awesome um, what was our mix ours was like licorice rose hip and peppermint is that good yeah, yeah. Well, the licorice is really good because it's <laughs> she's like, yes, yes. <laughs> it's so <laughs> yummy. <laughs> it's great for the adrenals. Um, rosehip is a natural source of vitamin C and antioxidants, so that's your friend anyway. Yeah. And peppermint is awesome for the digestion, so it helps to calm the tummy as Ooh, well. So that's that. a really good combo. But you need to steep your tea for at least 10 minutes okay. and, you, and you need three cups a day in order to have any sort of therapeutic effect unless you're super sensitive. Um, if you like taking herbal medicines, then the next step on from that would be taking like a tablet or a custom-made herbal mix that's got, um, you know, proper like big doses of yeah. herbs in there. And you can get some beautiful anxiety um, mm. complexes. And I would say, though, just a lot of the over-the-counter herbal tablets and supplements in general are not wonderful. Yeah. Uh, some brands, they use sort of the cheaper ingredients or they just don't use enough. So they'll, they'll put the herbs that you're looking for on the label. Mm. They'll be like, oh, yeah, this has got withania, it's got lemon balm, it's got mm. passion flower, it's got zizifus, it's got all these things. And you go, ooh, this is the formula for me. And then if you have a look at how it's produced and how much herb is in there, it's, it can be a bit piss poor. So you need yeah. to know what you're looking for or go for the, you know, talk to a naturopath and get the practitioner only stuff like the good yeah. brands like Mediherb and Bioceuticals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some really amazing um, adrenal complexes that you can get your hands on these days. And, yeah, they're brilliant. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. Such Love good that. advice. Yeah, we're all for the herbs, like from getting them from naturopaths and things like that. I know, Jules, you've prescribed lots of herbs and also my chiropractor too, and yeah. they've been working a charm. So I yeah. find that so interesting. Like I, I find it so cool. And that, to get back into tea as well, yeah. because we, did, we used to drink it and then we stopped. Now I'm inspired to drink yeah, more too. tea. Um, so, guys, if you have any yeah. questions, like, Put them through. I think there's a Q and A because someone. Yeah, there's a, like a different section where you can put in um, Q and As, and I've seen popped up. that they've popped up. Oh, so, someone's Sharon's actually asking about ashwagandha. Yeah, so ashwagandha is withania, which I just mentioned, oh! and um, yeah, it's the same thing. So ashwagandha is um, the I think it's the Ayurvedic way yeah. of. Um, of saying it so yeah it's withania and it is brilliant it's it's actually my number one herb for adrenal fatigue as a tonic to prop up tired women um mm. especially tired women who may be a little bit anemic um or just be you know deficient in that area i find it works wonders for them it's specifically indicated in herbal medicine um for 
you know when you're stressed but there is an end in sight and then once you've hit that end you get sick and so that that common the common one is like you're studying for exams you're cramming 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 you sit your exams and then the first day off after your exams where you're like yeah holiday you get a flu and you know people who work they work their guts out and then they go on holidays and then they're lying in the sun lounger on Hamilton Island and that's when they get sick. So yeah. um, Lithania is really specific for that, for people who go, 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 go and then fall in a heap. Yeah, yeah. but I, I absolutely love it. But again, try and get the practitioner only mm-hmm. stuff. And, and sometimes like if you do think you've got adrenal fatigue, it's always good to speak to a naturopath and run totally. some of these by them because they might have a better idea that's more specific for your needs so this is just like generalized yeah yeah totally and um yeah we definitely agree with that that. like yeah yeah, i think that it just helps it's like having someone on your side i just feel like being able to like talk to someone and finally get an answer it's like hallelujah i know what i'm dealing with now so sharon (laughs) yeah and then if you you go you you go jewel sorry I was just going to say, if you've got a good naturopath, you should be able to do that back and forth as well, where you can just go, what about this thing? What about that thing? And get the answer that you want. And look, even if you can't afford to go to a naturopath in person, there's a lot of health food shops around that have good naturopaths working there. So Mm -hmm. see if you can strike up a relationship there. I I worked in health food retail in Melbourne for years and years and years before, you know, going out and setting up clinic and starting website and all that sort of stuff. And we used to even have little patient cards on file wow. about some of our patients so that so that we knew what to give them. So yeah, there are look, there are some really good health food shops around out there that have good yeah. practitioners in them these days. Oh, that's really great. Awesome. That's great good advice. advice, definitely. Okay. And I also find like, yeah, even websites like yours, Jules, like that have this kind of advice as well. Like even if you need somewhere to just like begin so mm. you know where what to look for and things like that, I think keeping on top of that can also help. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So guys, if you do have any questions, I think that was that our last question that we had from yeah. Dr. Jules. So I think we there's, can there's, um, put it out there. Did you even, we even ask I'm just from Sharon. Yeah. yeah, I've just brought up the Q&A. Yeah, have we answered that one? No. So not from, this was, so we answered Sharon's first one, but her second one was, I'm often feeling tired just before bed and get this huge burst of crazy and my brain starts racing and then she has trouble getting to sleep. How do I help that? So I think we did touch on that, but yeah, yeah let's go into that. Yeah, that's that surge of evening cortisol that I was talking about yeah. a little bit earlier on where you fall in a heap on the couch at about 9pm or and then wake up at about 10 or 11 or around there, whatever time it is for you, and then you're like, oh, second wind. Oh, well, I guess I'll put on Netflix and stay up. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have a snack. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I'd, I'd be looking at... I'd be looking at um, I think Sharon mentioned that she had adrenal fatigue. So I'd be looking at treating that, you know, from the ground up, like going and seeing a practitioner and Mm -hmm. and getting it sorted. But in the meantime, any sort of calming herbs are going to be your friend. So, you know, like the passion flower, skullcap, Melissa, um, they're all, you know, chamomile, they're all really beautiful calming herbs. Um, if you said it, she said that it gets a bit crazy so if if you're talking more about anxiety perhaps then 
you know, you might even want to go and see a naturopath and look at something a little bit stronger. Like there are stronger herbs out there like valerian and kava that in certain cases are really good. Um, but, yeah, overall we need to look at balancing that cortisol. So going back to square one and, and looking at treating the whole person um, sometimes like just taking something for a specific symptom mm. is a very medical way of looking at it, like a very doctor way of looking yeah. at it. And naturopaths look at treating the whole person. Like there, there's no two people that I've ever treated exactly the same. Yeah. They yeah. all have, they all have something different and no one ever comes into your clinic looking like the textbook. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like, hang on, I, I didn't see this picture in my textbooks. This is not how it's meant to appear. And people turn up with, you know, rashes and, coughs and all kinds of different things and you're like this isn't exactly what I was expecting to see so every single person is different yeah. and that means every single person would benefit by having a slightly different course of treatment yeah totally and I think that that's really like this thing that that's so interesting and it's just amazing that we have access to that kind of thing too and the knowledge so it's very exciting that we can all like yeah. Especially once you know, like, and I think that's good, Sharon, that you know, like now, now you can yeah. step forward. Um, so Sally has posted a question in the question box as well, and she suffers a lot from foot cramps, even painful enough to wake up during the night, and she's trying to take more magnesium. But are there any other suggestions for that? Cramps in the feet can sometimes be calcium as well. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, Balancing your magnesium and your calcium uh, might be the way to go there. Um, if it is in any way similar to restless leg syndrome, if you have to move your legs to get relief, um, then you might want to look at iron as well. Um, mm. But yeah, magnesium is definitely the first, you know, it's definitely the front runner. Um, you could try having like a foot bath, you know, with mm. them and, and using magnesium salts yeah. in the yeah. foot bath. And yep. um, you can use Epsom salts, but you can also use, you know, the fancy schmancy $15 packet ones that yes. are a slightly different kind of magnesium salt. Um, good old Epsom salts will work, but apparently like these magnesium chloride flakes for like the Rolls Royce, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, Epsom salts will still work for $3.50 a pack. And, um, and you can also use some of that lovely fancy magnesium oil that they've got going around yeah. and maybe massaging that into the feet and, and the yeah. calves. So taking the magnesium internally as a supplement is always a smart thing because I do hear of people, I know the people who are making these magnesium sprays and oils are really, really good at marketing and they'll tell yeah. you that it will fix everything. Mm -hmm. But just remember, if you've got a magnesium deficiency, you need to treat it from the inside as well yeah. because yeah. it's going to be parts of your body that you didn't even know yeah. about like the nerves yeah. um, and the you know there's muscles there's muscles on the inside that I don't think any oil can get into from rubbing yeah. just, just on the skin. Okay. Um, but yeah because because these cramps are in you know in a part of the body that's kind of easy to easy to reach especially the feet because the skin on the feet's really thin um, yeah mm -hmm. I'd be like definitely soaking my feet or rubbing something in there to try and get some relief yeah um, and then keeping warm as well because sometimes the cold can set mm. it off okay that's really interesting cool. i find the oils that make me itchy yeah, yeah, is that magnesium oil yeah it? It, it tingles do you yeah, find it like, yeah. I don't like it. yeah apparently the tingling is normal okay. but like you've had two different ones and i was like oh and my god yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like you've got ants on you or yeah. something. 
yeah, I know because I, I, people, you know, people send you stuff because you're a blogger, yeah. right? And so it, people are always sending me magnesium oil, and I love putting it on my neck. But then for a few minutes, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. it's so weird. You just, you just like hack it and it goes away because usually I like wash it off. Yeah, I can't it does. Hack it. it does go away. It does. <laughs> okay. It does. Yeah, we'll oh, try, try it tonight. We'll let you know how it goes. That's so yeah, funny. do it, do it. Set a timer. That's awesome. Well, I, so Shannon has typed in, I think it was a follow-up question about the herbs you were speaking about previously. Would the same yeah. herbs help for keeping me asleep? I often wake up at 3 a.m. and can take an hour or more to get back to sleep. 3 a.m. in Chinese medicine is liver o'clock. Really? Yeah. And it's very typical in anyone who's got um, hormonal imbalances or thyroid issues or menopause that they will wake at 3 in the morning and can't get back to sleep. They'll think it's because they have to get up for a wee, but it's not really that you have to get up for a wee. It's that your liver is, that's when your liver is doing its best work. So say you've got toxins going in all day long, your liver has to get in there and detoxify those and make them safe. It breaks them down and makes them safe in order for those, those toxins to be excreted. Um, and it's 3 a.m. that apparently it does its best work. So it switches on and does it all for you while you're sleeping. It's very efficient like that. And sometimes it wakes you up. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely you can take all those beautiful, calming, sedative herbs. You know, there's some lovely herbs that, you know, and, the ones I mentioned are wonderful, but there are others as well. Like you can take um, tablets that have got hops in them and all beautiful things. Mm. Um, but if it's 3 a.m., that, that's telling me that we need to have a little bit of a dig and see what else is going on. And in naturopathy, they, they did always say, this is our trade secret, is that you treat the liver and you treat the digestion and mm. then you see what you've got left. So if you've got someone who presents with you that's really complicated and you don't know where to start, you just treat the liver and yeah. then you, t- you treat the digestion and then you see what, what else needs to be done. So, yeah, I'd be, I'd be looking at the liver with that one. Wow, that's oh, really interesting. So interesting. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm just quickly looking through all the questions that are full, like kind of flooding through. Like, all, it was like all at once. I think maybe like our internet like went, Dew, and now it's like, Whoa. um so Yeah. What has, so Nat was following up on, I think, magnesium recently purchase food grade msm would this help and if so best way to oh best way to include in the diet what's what's msm is that magnesium no it's something else again um it's yeah. a oh, I can never i can never pronounce it but it's a methyl methyl sulfur methyl oh. um so oh uh, look i what are you using it for, Natalie? Yeah, look, we can pass that one dif- Yeah, it's different to magnesium, that's all. Yeah, so okay, um, a lot of people start. take MSM for arthritis as an anti-inflammatory as well. Oh, okay, cool. Well, Nat's going to put a photo of it in the group, so we we'll can, look at that later. Look into it. Um, yeah. What about, here's another question. Is there anything that can help with really sore joints that wake me up in the night? And that's actually from our mum. Hi, mum. Hi, mum. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you had bone. Ha, ha, I don't want to ask how old your mum is, but um, uh, seven, I think. So are, we, are, we looking at, 
have you had bone density scans? Yeah, I think bone density is lower. Yeah, and what does she yeah. has? What is that thing? That F word. That Fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia. Um, yeah. yeah. So fibromyalgia is like a little cousin to chronic fatigue. Mm. Um, it, they they do tend to go hand in hand a little bit, um, and so. I mean, on the surface, you could look at things like, um, like magnesium and those sorts of things that help um, with muscle and nerve conduction, um, you know, and getting the muscles to release a little bit. Glucosamine, those sorts of things, and, and mm. fish oil, they're great for, for sore joints. Mm. But if, it's, if you've got a history of fibro, then that's probably not going to cut the mustard. Um, mm. I would recommend seeing a naturopath. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then really working through a few departments. So you'd look at diet and we would look really closely at possible food allergies and intolerances. Mm -hmm. We would want to screen out things like MTHFR, which mm -hmm. is a, just a gene abnormality that a lot of people have that would yeah. change the way that we would approach it. Um, we would screen for something called pyruria, um, yeah. which I know, Carla, that you're aware of, that yeah. you've, you've read about. I'm like so, so excited we, to screen for it, like which is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those weird things though, like because when I had my pyrrole test, um, it, it's like I wanted them to be positive, but then it's like I don't know what to wish for because I'd been sick on and off for so long. It's like I really wanted it to be that, but then it's it's like oh you you wishing for something to be wrong. It's a, it's it really messes with your head. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. You just you just want to be able to put the last piece in that puzzle, and mm -hmm. and so um, Wendy, with with fibro and the sore joints and all that sort of stuff, it is part of a bigger picture. Yeah. And so we again we start to look at treating the person as a whole. Mm -hmm. But I would definitely be looking with with a case like that at doing a few uh, different types of pathology tests just so that we don't mess around getting it, you know, doing trial and error. With something like that, you don't want to do trial and error. You yeah. just yeah. want to get to the point. Um, and, you know, there's, there's things, see, sore joints, the first thing people will tell you is to take fish oil. But then if you've got pyrroles, you probably shouldn't be having fish oil, which is, that's a conversation for another day, but yeah. um, people with pyrroles don't go well on fish oil. Wow. So it's like, hey, fish oil for everyone, except that 5% over there, you wow. can't have it. So, you know, so sometimes um, giving natural therapies can be a little bit hit and miss mm -hmm. if you don't know what's going on underneath the surface. And fibromyalgia always tells me that there's something going on underneath Yeah, totally. Okay, mm -hmm. that's okay. really good to know. Mum, book in, book in. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure that Joe gets her question asked because she did email us. So yep. talking about um, thyroid issues and you hypothyroid. And you know how like everyone tells you to avoid the veggies like cauliflower, broccoli, um, cabbage, yes. fruit. And I hate that word. You, I just didn't say that. Ridiculous. Ridiculous word. And um, <laughs> I, like, I've I've always wondered this too because like. I got told I had some, like, you know, like nearly thyroid issues, but I was like, oh, maybe I should stop eating those veggies. But I love those veggies. And aren't greens good for us? <laughs> so is there, can you yeah. have two? Yeah. Can you have a little bit? And then I also read that you can, um, like, cook them more, like as long as you don't have the raw broccoli and raw whatever, kale and spinach. Yeah, the, the, 
one of the issues is is they they contain like there's certain foods that contain substances that will increase the size of any goiter and a goiter oh, is just a yeah. large thyroid so That's what I if, had. You, yeah. if you have an enlarged thyroid uh, wow. then you need to take all that a little bit more seriously yeah. and it's not just those cruciferous vegetables um, and yes by the way cooking them um, does help over raw and that's why your food diets and and throwing raw greens into smoothies again it's like it's going to be really good for this big section of the population but yeah. not so good for you guys wow. over there yeah. Um, so yeah if you've got thyroid issues um, sometimes you need to cook your greens instead um, and that's still good it's a good compromise and so it's not just greens. There's also a few other things, but soy milk is number one. Um, soy milk is also a goitrogen mm. and even the good soy, even, you know, the good soy, like the, the fermented blah, blah, blah soy yeah. that um, can also cause the same issues. So, yeah, wow. it's funny how like a lot of health foods are really healthy for some people, but they're not healthy for those guys over there. It's Gosh, crazy. It's so, so interesting. It wow. Is. And it, like it, it's like you get why you fit, you sometimes feel overwhelmed. So I guess like that's why uh, we love like bringing everyone together. And I think you know as soon as you have your little your little crew, it's like oh yes, we can all do this together, yeah. even though we all yeah. have different issues. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So I think we I, have time just to answer like Sam's quick last question, and, and then, then we can talk. We'll about talk Jules. about Jules and where you can find all the amazing information that we've been talking about. So Sam just wants to know. Um, how much Epsom salts in a bath to be beneficial and how long do you normally soak for? Yeah, um, I was taught about half a cup of Epsom salts yeah. in a bath, mm -hmm. but I like to fill my bathtub right up. I like to feel like I'm in the bath, not just kind of on the bath. <laughs> so, so I always throw a cup in just in case because I didn't know when people said half a cup, I wasn't sure whether that's for like a shallow bath. So I just go, ah, put a cup in. Um, but if you're using those, if you're using those U Butte magic, you know, the $15 salt, you know, the, the magnesium flakes, um, be careful because if you do put too much in, you'll get that tingling skin thing that we were talking about. Okay. okay. Cool. Good to know. Half a, cup, half a cup for those people. If you're using your garden variety Epsom salts, you know, for $3.50, I reckon just throw a bit more in. Okay. Awesome. So good. Oh, that's so Very amazing. Simple. Jules, you have been absolutely amazing tonight. Like we've totally grilled you and you totally I know. come with the tools and they're like super grateful for your time and your energy. So I'd love you to tell everyone who's listening in where they can find you online and more information about you too. Cause I know you have so much great stuff so out there. So much great content on your site. And thank you so much for having me. It's very rare that webinars are this much fun and relaxing and cruisy. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah I, let's do this again. Um, like we just hang out online. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just drive to Byron. Don't be so lazy. I know, next time. We'll do it again and then we will do, that'll be fun. And we can have yeah. tea. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. everyone else online has to have tea with us. We can all have the yes. same tea. Maybe we'll all, like, think of, like, a variety to get. Yeah, I don't know why it has to be the same. It doesn't have it's to just be fun. <laughs> okay. That's Jules, awesome. Yeah, Jules, tell us where everyone can and find And we'll, of course, share a link in the group, yeah. too. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, the website is julesgalloway.com. 
And if you want to find me on Facebook or Instagram, I'm at Jules Galloway Health. And on my website at julesgalloway.com, you'll also find in the right-hand sidebar a little spot for an adrenal fatigue quiz. Uh, so you can take that quiz if you like and become a little bit more aware of the symptoms and find out whether, you know, you should be concerned or not. It'll give you a little score at the end. Um, and there's also a free recipe ebook on that website as well that you can sign up and get. Yay. Excellent. Well, everyone should definitely sign up for that. Plus, Jules, you have your podcast launching soon. Ooh, yeah. I haven't told anyone yet. What are you doing? Oh, You're my like gosh. The- it's okay. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do, do, so, do you know if I've got any good guests coming? Have you got – do you know any – any? No. She's not Guys, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. It's just our secret. How how many people was it? 130 people. This well, is going yeah. to. Well, we could. It'll be fine. We, I we could, could possibly cut it, cut out, it out if you like. But like, so it's actually only. No, a- no, no. It's absolutely fine. I've been meaning to tell everyone. I just haven't gotten around to it because <laughs> I thought then I actually have to do it. Yeah, now, now you have to do it. it. Now you're accountable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. My podcast app is ready to subscribe and leave yeah, well- a five star review. <laughs> Yes. Well, my, my fancy schmancy microphone arrived today, um, but I, I'm, lo- I'm looking at launching it in about June. That's, that's the rough date. I, when you do- I, turned 40. I turned 40 on June the 1st, so I was kind of hoping that it would be my birthday present to me, but it might, it, we'll see. We'll see if I get it out on that date or not. Oh, my amazing. gosh, that's amazing. Well, when it's launched, we'll make sure that we've shared yeah. it around so everyone can listen in as well. Um, thank you so much again it seriously has been just so much fun a lot of fun and yeah like so many knowledge bombs just being dropped left right and center so i think that everyone is going to be able to go tomorrow and take some action do it do it don't wait another day seriously just take a little step tomorrow and then another little step soon because in a few weeks time or a few months time you'll be really 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 glad that you did Totally, yeah, and that's that. what it's all about. Action. Thank you so Thanks, much, Jules. You're welcome. I actually have no idea how to turn this off. Oh, wait, here's the end button. So I'm going to click that, and it probably means that we are not going to see each other. It's going to go blank. But thank you so <laughs> thank much. You. Thanks for having me. Talk Bye to you soon. Everyone. Bye, everybody. Thanks Bye. for joining. As we said, if you loved this interview, then definitely come and join us on our 21 Day Get Married Challenge. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Lives are going to be changed. We love our challenges. They're actually our favorite thing in the whole entire world. That's the reason why we brought them back this year. So yay for that. If you're keen to learn more, go and check out the merrymakersisters.com forward slash challenge. And all the information is there. Remember, you get everything you need to kickstart your 2017 off the right way. Yay! Have the greatest day, guys! the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.